We all know there are times when you don't have many choices in who you work with, like when a pipe bursts and you need a plumber right now. But when it comes to your mental health, you should have choices so you don't get stuck with a therapist who can't remember what you tell them every week. To find a good therapist for you, try ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book hundreds of types of doctors, including thousands of mental health providers. We're talking about therapists, psychologists, and psychiatrists. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare hundreds of types of patient-reviewed in-network doctors, including mental health providers, and instantly book appointments with them online. The typical wait time to see a mental health provider booked on ZocDoc is just four days. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments, either online or in person. I use this, and you should too. Go to ZocDoc.com stronger and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated therapist, psychiatrist, or psychologist today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash stronger. ZocDoc.com slash stronger. So then what are we more capable of doing than perhaps we give ourselves credit for? You know, Amy, we, we discovered more about the human brain, more probably in the past 20 years than the previous 2,000 years combined. And what we found is we're grossly underestimating our own capabilities, that our intelligence is not fixed like our shoe size. Your memory potential is not fixed, you know, where it's static. There's the old model of thinking is like, hey, you take an IQ test when you're eight and that's your same potential when you're 88. And that's been totally dispelled and disproven. Uh, We could grow older, but in a lot of ways we could grow better. The understanding of things like uh, neuroplasticity, neurogenesis. Welcome to Mentally Stronger, the show that will help you develop the mental strength you need to reach your greatest potential, no matter what life throws your way. I'm Amy Morin, psychotherapist, mental strength trainer, and the international best-selling author of five books on mental strength. Every Monday, I introduce you to a guest whose story and expertise can inspire you to think, feel, and do your best in life. And the fun part is, we record it all from a sailboat in the Florida Keys. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Do you feel like your memory is getting worse? Do you struggle to learn new things? Do you have trouble retaining new things that you learn? If so, today's episode is for you. On Mentally Stronger, we talk a lot about managing our minds in terms of mental health and peak performance. Today, we're taking a slightly different angle. We're talking about cognitive health. How do you keep your brain sharp in today's world? That's what my guest is going to talk about. I'm talking to Jim Quick. He's a brain coach and the author of the wildly popular book, Limitless. And now he's written a new expanded edition of Limitless that talks about how to improve your cognitive abilities. Some of the things he shares are how to improve your memory, what digital dementia means, and 10 strategies for upgrading your brain starting today. Make sure to stick around for the end of the episode for the therapist take. It's the part of the show where I'll break down some of my favorite strategies Jim shared and talk about how you can begin applying them to your life today. So here's Jim Quick on how to improve your brain health. Jim Quick, welcome to Mentally Stronger. So good to be here, Amy. Thank you, everybody, for who's listening right now to this kind of a brainy conversation. So you wrote this book, Limitless, just before the pandemic. And yeah. the world has 
kind of turned upside down and things have changed a lot since then. So I was excited that you've come out with this new expanded edition that yeah. talks a little bit more about how we can be limitless in in today's current climate. But before we dive into that, can you tell us what what you mean when you say limitless? Sure. I think a lot of people, you know, limitless is might be impossible or people associate limitless with being perfect and it's not nothing like that. Limitless is for me about advancing and progressing beyond what you believe is possible or what you're currently demonstrating. It's about redrawing the borders and boundaries of our own potential and capabilities. And it's it, the book really is an owner's manual for our brain, which I truly believe is our superpower. Everything in nature has a superpower, right? Some animals could fly or breathe underwater or they're super fast or super strong. You know, human beings were not really any of those things, but because of the power of our mind, we can fly. The power of our mind, we can go underwater or be, you know, drive really fast because, you know, all these technologies was created by this technology, this three pound gray matter between our ears. Um, but it doesn't come with an owner's manual and it's not user friendly. So I wrote this book to, so I could show people so that they, they could love their brain, they could trust their brain and they can know their brain and really use their brain to do extraordinary things for their career, for their work, uh, for their health, for their relationships, uh, and so much more. And I talk a lot on the show about self-limiting beliefs, but you talk a lot about self-limiting beliefs into, in terms of how we sometimes think, you know, I'm not smart enough, I'm not good yeah. enough, I can't possibly ever learn this. But you have a personal story that that proved yourself otherwise. Do you want to share a little bit about that? Yes. Yeah, so when people... They, I'm called a brain coach. Uh, I didn't know what a brain coach was when I was growing up. Probably no one really heard that term until we started kind of uh, adapting and adopting it 30 years ago. <laughs> um, but I would say that when see people see me speak, I've been speaking for 30 years on stages and in front of probably a quarter million people a year. I, I do these demonstrations if there's time. Like we'll pass around a microphone in the audience and everyone will introduce themselves and I'll memorize like a hundred people's names or something like that. Um, but always, I always tell people, Amy, I don't do this to impress you. I do this to express to you what's possible because the truth is everybody who's listening, they could do it too. And I know automatically, because we, you just talked about limiting beliefs, a lot of people say, no, I'm, you know, I'm too old or I'm not smart like that or I don't have a great memory. And people often say these things to me at events. And when they do, I say, stop. If you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. If you fight for your limits, they're, they're yours, right? And I, it's been our experience. We have the largest accelerated learning academy in the world. Students, 195 nations, we have a lot of data. And I know this is possible regardless of your age, your background, your career, your education level, your financial situation, gender, history, IQ. It's just there's no such thing as a good or bad brain. There's a trained brain and an untrained brain. The way, reason I know it's possible is because I grew up with severe learning challenges. When I was five years old, I had a very bad accident, uh, traumatic brain injury. And because of it, I had these processing issues where I couldn't focus, I couldn't remember. Uh, teachers would repeat themselves five, six, seven times and I would pretend to understand, but it was complete imposter syndrome. I just didn't understand. Um, it took me three over three years to learn how to read compared to the other children. When I was nine years old, talk about limiting beliefs, I was being teased uh, in class 
more than usual for slowing down the class. And, you know, I felt bad already, you know, that shame, the embarrassment, but I was being teased and the teacher came to my defense and she pointed to me and said, leave that kid alone. That's the boy with the broken brain. And I understand that she had good intentions, you you know, because she wanted me not to suffer. But all I remember from that was like, oh, I have a broken brain. I didn't know that. So every single time, talk about limiting beliefs that you talk a lot about on your show. Every time I didn't do well in school, which was daily, I would always say, oh, because I have the broken brain. Right. Every time I wasn't picked for sports, I would say, oh, because I have the broken brain. And adults have to be very careful with their external words because they often become a child's internal words. And that was my belief system back then. And, uh, you know, so I, I, and the story ends up being okay for for me, but because it's just a reminder that your challenges can become change, right? Your struggles can become a strength. And, um, you know, and, and it wasn't until I learned these strategies to change my mindset you know, to change my limiting beliefs, to be able to harness uh, new levels of purpose and motivation and upgrading my methods to be able to do the things that, that we teach people how to do with their minds, make their lives a lot easier and more fulfilling. So then what are we more capable of doing than perhaps we give ourselves credit for? You know, Amy, we, we discovered more about the human brain, more probably in the past 20 years than the previous 2,000 years combined. And what we found is we're grossly underestimating our own capabilities, that our intelligence is not fixed like our shoe size. Your memory potential is not fixed, you know, where it's static. There's the old model of thinking is like, hey, uh, you take an IQ test when you're eight and that's your same potential when you're 88. And that's been totally dispelled and disproven. Uh, We could grow older, but in a lot of ways we could grow better. The understanding of things like uh, neuroplasticity, neurogenesis, that we can make new connections until the day we die. And those connections that we have is all the new learnings and all the wisdom that we gather. And I believe the mind is the ultimate adaptation machine, that you can change aspects of your personality, your talent, your knowledge, skills, your abilities, your beliefs, because your brain is, is plastic in a positive way. It's very malleable when it is given some kind of new stimulus, right? New thinking or new ways of feeling or new ways of moving your body. That's how you change the grooves that are going on in your brain. I mean, you have 86 billion brain cells, neurons, and each one of those cells has upwards of 10,000 synaptic connections to other cells. So you have more connections in your brain than than there are stars in, in this universe, right? And so it's very, very vast. And I, I believe that if knowledge is power, then learning is our superpower. So Limitless, I wrote not only as an owner's manual for your brain, but it also shares with you strategies, tools, techniques, methodologies on how to learn faster. And I think it's the most important skill all of us get good at, because if you can learn how to learn, then you could apply it towards everything. It doesn't matter what your passions or your purposes. If it's medicine, it gets easier. If it's money, it gets easier. Marketing, management, martial arts. Mandarin, everything gets gets better. And I, I really do believe it's a superpower because everyone who's listening right now, it's not like it was hundreds of years ago, Amy. It's not like agricultural age or industrial age where it's more your brute strength that made you valuable. Today, it's your brain strength. It's no longer your muscle power, it's your mind power today. And the faster you can learn, the faster you can earn. Because knowledge, again, it's not just power, knowledge is profit. And um, so 
Yeah, I, I love the, even the title of your show because who doesn't want to be mentally stronger? Right. Right. And we always hear about physical strength, but what about mental strength? Absolutely. And one of the things I think I really liked from your book is this misconception where people think if I just read more or if I just learn more, but how little information is retained. That, yeah. And we know books, people read books, they feel really good when they're reading a book. You put the book down and then it's hard to remember what you just read or to actually put yeah. it into practice. And so if I remember correctly, you said 50% of the information that we read about doesn't kind of goes out the window. We forget it within uh, an hour, but then 75% by the next day, we forget what we've learned. Yeah. And after two days, upwards of 80% of information you hear on a podcast, read in a book, have a conversation with is gone. So, you know, people are retaining just barely 20% of what they, what they learned just two days later. And so that's, they call that the forgetting curve. So there's a learning curve, but there's also a forgetting curve. So unless you use some kind of strategies, and the largest chapter in the book is memory, is the chapter on improving your memory. Because I believe two of the most costly words in our life are I forgot. I mean, think about the consequence of saying, I forgot to do it. I forgot to go to that meeting. I forgot what I was going to say. I forgot what, what they said to me. <laughs> right? I forgot that person's name. I mean, it just goes on and on. You could hurt a relationship, um, kill a sale, um, lose time and productivity. But on the other side, memory can make you more efficient, more powerful. When you could easily remember client information, product information, uh, languages, give speeches without notes, right? Remember anniversaries and you know the things that are important to people. Right? People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. We've heard that proverb many times. But how, how are you going to show somebody you're going to care for their future, their finances, their wellness, whatever you have to offer, if you don't care enough just to remember the little things like their like their name? And so. There's this a real strategy guide, a blueprint that we didn't get in school because there were never a class in school called how to focus, right? Or, or you know, what are the best brain foods or how to optimize your sleep or, or memory, right? There's no class. You know, Socrates said learning is remembering. I think it's, uh, it's something that we, we do this, we do our own podcast and we write books to, to help fill in those gaps in our education because I feel like a lot of people aren't prepared. In fact, I, I updated this book because not only is the world different, you know, post-pandemic, AI is you know everywhere. Are we going to lose our jobs? But then also, I feel like I'm different. Also, you know, this year I turned fifty, so now I'm in my fifties, and it's a different life cycle. Uh, we had our first child this year, and so he's ten months, and it just really makes me really want to even deepen my conviction in helping the world and the next generation be able to be prepared. I mean, you know, very perceived limited world, chaotic world, fast changing world. Because we live in an age of, think about it, like autonomous electric cars are coming and spaceships that are going to Mars. But our vehicle of choice when it comes to our own personal learning and development is often more like a like a horse and buggy. And we wonder why we're stressed and why we can't keep up. And it's not just about working harder. Most people who are listening can't possibly work any harder. Right. But there but there is an intelligent way to work. And I really feel like the book is all about brain optimization, which is your number one asset we should invest in, and meta-learning, learn the art and science of learning how to learn anything better. Do you want to get high-quality meat delivered straight to your house? Or in my case, a sailboat? Try ButcherBox. It saves me time and money. And if you order right now, Mentally Stronger listeners can get steak, chicken, or salmon free in every single order for an entire year. I love that ButcherBox offers grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, and wild-caught seafood. 
There are no antibiotics or added hormones. They even offer vegetarian options. ButcherBox lets you decide how often you want deliveries, and you can pick a curated plan, or you could completely customize your box. Sign up at butcherbox.com stronger and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer, plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com stronger and use code STRONGER to choose your free-for-a-year offer. Plus, get $20 off your first order. And that makes you more valuable in today's marketplace. And I like that you said that too, that we often think we're just, we should work harder or we blame ourselves. Yeah. But something you talk about in the book too is our digital world. You even have a term of digital dementia that you talk about yeah. that how I can't remember anybody's phone number these days because I don't need to, or I use the GPS so I don't actually have to remember how to get anywhere and how, how much that's affecting our learning too. Can you talk a little bit about how we can counteract those sorts of things in our digital yeah. world? So we talk about the the digital the 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 four horsemen of the mental apocalypse, if you will, is the high reliance on technology. Now I, I'm very pro technology. I mean, I love nature all, um, even even more, but technology can be very convenient, but it could be crippling because if it's doing the work for us, then we don't get the fitness, right? We don't get to be mentally strong in, in certain areas if devices are doing the work for us. And what I mean by that. Digital dementia is a term in healthcare that says our high reliance on devices, it serves as an external memory storage, right? So you don't have to memorize. I mean, think about how many phone numbers you knew growing up. And then how many phone numbers do you know currently today? And most people would say, I knew like all the numbers growing up because I had to, and I know maybe three or four today. And not, not that I want to memorize 500 numbers. If you, I mean, you, you could look on YouTube and see me memorize like 100 numbers an audience gives me, but it should be concerning we've lost the ability to remember one number or our PIN number or a passcode or a seed phrase or something we're going to say or something we're about to do um, or something we just read. You know, people read a page in a book, get to the end, just forgot what they just read. So embarrassing, right? And then it also hurts our, our own confidence and our own capabilities. And so, how can you overcome things like this? Is it's like technology. If you if you have a place, an office or apartment on the fourth floor, and we always use the elevator to go up there, that's convenient, but we don't get the exercise of taking the stairs. Or if you take an Uber to go eight blocks to the bank when you could have walked in and got your steps in, there, there's a cost, right? So every single day we make we have a chance because we can make a new choice. And in Limitless, there's a quote that says, Life is the letter C between B and D where B stands for birth, D stands for death, life C is choice. And our lives are the sum total of all the choices we've made to this point, right? And I believe these difficult times, they could distract you, these difficult times can diminish you, or these difficult times, they could develop you. You know, Ultimately, we, we decide what the choice is. And so what I would say is, for things like digital dementia and digital deduction and digital distraction, just being mindful of just our devices. Like technology is a tool for us to use, but if the technology is using us, then who becomes the tool? <laughs> then we become the tool in the equation. And that's not the goal. So many people pick up their devices out of just habit or boredom. And what the device does, especially, we have a video on Facebook, 37 million views, just me saying, hey, here's a challenge. Don't touch your phone the first 30 minutes of the day. And we know most people that's the first thing they grab, right, is their device. But when you do that, you become 
not so mentally strong. Why? Because first of all, you're you're driven to distraction, right? You're in this when you wake up, you're in this relaxed state of awareness. You're very suggestible, and the first thing you pick up is your device. Your context switching. You can go through a thousand posts in like I mean just so quickly scrolling, right? And you're, the human brain wasn't really developed to be able to context switch. You have this business context and this cat and then this thing, and it just switches. So you wonder why you're fatigued because it's just you, it takes a lot of energy to go from this to this to this to this. But also you're rewiring your brain for distraction and every like, share, comment, ring, ping, ding, app notification, social media alert, it just drives you to distraction. And what are you doing? Focus is a muscle, but so is distraction. And if you're flexing your distraction muscles first thing in the morning, you wonder why you can't have that conversation, that meeting, and you're in your, or you can't focus on what you're reading. Your mind wanders with your kids or whatever it happens to be, because that's the first thing you're doing in the morning and it sets the tone for the rest of the day. But the other reason why you don't want to touch your phone when you're in that relaxed state first thing in the morning is not only does it wire your brain for distraction, it wires your brain for reaction. And you can't be mentally strong there either if you're reacting to everything. Because what are you doing? You're on the defense, right? You know, have you had like a message, voicemail matches, social media message, email, text, WhatsApp that just kind of hijacks your mood for hours? (laughs) And then it's just like you're reacting and you're fighting fires. And how are you going to be mentally strong, create a day that you can be proud of if you're just responding to everything? Now, Brendan Burchard, who wrote the Motivation Manifesto, he told me this quote, he's like, he said, Jim, your inbox is nothing but a convenient organizational system for other people's agenda for your life. And I'm like, wow, okay, that just makes sense. So, and I'm not saying you can't check email or check social media, you know, I do that also, but not, you know, the first 30 minutes, probably get your mind right of what you, what you need to be mentally strong to get through the day, Right. In terms of your, more, everyone talks about their morning routines, and everybody has a different take on it. But mine is all about just exactly that: getting my brain right, being mentally strong. That's one of the things I loved about your book is those tips. Because while we might think, "Well, I could never memorize five hundred people's names in ten minutes," yeah. one thing I can do is say, "All right, I just won't check my phone for the first thirty minutes yeah. of the day." You give us very actionable items. Can you give us a couple more of just little things we could do that can yeah. make a big difference to our ability to learn and remember? Absolutely. Um, and I definitely want to talk to you about these these brain types because everything ties into how people learn and the best ways of, of doing that because it's like personalized for their brain. So some tips, not everything works for everybody because everyone's a little different and I call them these cognitive types. And and we'll go we'll go, we could definitely go through it. But you know, you first you can start with your habits, right? In the book. Every other page has a quick start, something you could do in 30 seconds, because I believe in the, in the power of momentum. And that's the focus of the new book, right? The, the first original book was about mastering your mindset, your motivation, and the methods you use to read faster, improve your memory, focus better, all the learning skills. This will be added to the original book in this expanded version is the science and art of momentum. How do you create this kind of almost effortless, enjoyable velocity in your career, right? In in your life. And there are different things that could help you to do that. And so we talk about the extra chapters like on AI, using AI to enhance your HI, your human intelligence, uh, because it could be a, a great servant for you. And then one of the other ways is like nootropics. For the first time in 30 years, I talk about my supplement regimen because this whole area of science called neuronutrition, that what you eat matters, especially for your, your gray matter. So 
even just having this idea, here's one tip for everybody, going through the day and asking yourself a dominant question that is, is this good for my brain or is this bad for my brain? Something so simple and easy, right? Very, very, very easy to do is what I'm watching, is what I'm eating, is who I'm spending time with and so on. Is this going to be good for my brain or is this going to be bad for my brain? Because little by little, a little becomes a lot, right? Because consistency compounds. And it's, it's so very important. But here, here are 10 things that people could do to be mentally stronger by having a better brain. And we'll go through them super, super fast. And what I just ask people to do is, let's turn this into a little like masterclass and let's get active in this. And what I mean by that is rate yourself zero to 10. How much energy and effort attention are you putting into each of these 10? Because in order to be have mental health, you need brain health, right? That, that's, that's one of the requirements. So you want a better brain. So as your brain is stronger, your mind is stronger. You're more mentally strong because you could deal with, you, you have a cognitive load that you have to process and you have reserves, right? Because you have brain energy, you have the ability to focus, you have the ability to solve problems, your ability to adapt, right? And an individual's ability to learn quickly and translate that learning into action is the ultimate advantage you'll have in life. Right, in, in an ever-changing world. So here are 10 quick things. Rate yourself zero to 10. The first is a good brain diet because what you eat matters, especially for your gray matter, right? And so on a scale of zero to 10, how good's your diet been the past week? And here are, the, here are some of my favorite brain foods and everybody's bio-individual, right? You can do a food sensitivity test and nutrient profile to see what you need. Uh, general foods that are good for your brain, things like avocados, uh, the monounsaturated fats good for your brain. Blueberries, the antioxidants are very neuroprotective. Um, broccoli is good for your brain. The sulforaphane is so good. It's a, uh, it's kind of helps with your making new connections in your brain, uh, which is wonderful, especially if you sprout broccoli. Um, olive oil is good for the brain. Eggs, if your diet allows, uh, the choline in eggs, it's uh, leads to uh, helps create acetylcholine, which is a neurotransmitter, which is important for cognitive performance. Um, green leafy vegetables like kale and spinach, fatty fishes like salmon and sardines. Turmeric is wonderful for the brain, helps to lower inflammation, the curcumin. Um, walnuts, they kind of look like the brain, high in vitamin E, neuroprotective, dark chocolate. I mean, these are some of the, my favorite brain foods. You can throw most of them into a, a, a blender and make it like a brain power smoothie. Probably not the, the fish, but you know. Um, and so that's the first one. On the other side of it, what would give you a lower score, you know, high processed foods, refined foods, uh, high sugar foods. Yes, you know, it's just a balance. But you know, people find their talk to a nutritionist, find kind of what works for them. Number two, killing ants is good to be mentally stronger. And what I mean by that, ants stands for automatic negative thoughts. I got this from Dr. Daniel Amen. And we talked about mindset earlier. What you know what you say to yourself matters. And your brain is this incredible supercomputer and your self-talk is a program that that computer is going to run. So if you tell yourself, I'm not good at remembering people's names, you aren't going to remember the name of the next person you meet because you program your supercomputer not to. So your mind is always eavesdropping on your self-talk. And I'm not saying that having it one negative thought ruins your life any more than eating one donut will ruin your life. But if you ate dozens of donuts a day, every single day, something there's going to be an effect, right? And what you nourish flourishes, whether it's the food you eat or even the thoughts that you have. So even if you say, I don't have a great memory, just say like, get, play, play, be playful. Add a little word like yet at the end. I don't have a great memory yet. It just opens up the possibility, right? So zero to 10, how positive and encouraging are your thoughts? Number three, exercise. If you want to be mentally stronger, 
it helps to be physically stronger because you develop grit, resilience, right? You do the hard things so life gets easier. Because if you just did the easy things in life, life gets hard. <laughs> if you just procrastinate and just binge watch everything and just indulge in, you know, in, in vices, then life doesn't get hard over time. But if you do the hard things in life, you know, life gets a lot easier. And so what I would say, exercise is good for the brain. When you exercise, you create something called brain-derived neurotrophic factors, BDNF, which is fertilizer for their neuroplasticity. The reason why people can be mentally stronger is you could change your thoughts, your, your ongoing feelings, your beliefs, because you your brain, again, is neuroplastic. But exercise helps you to be able to do that. Um, you also, when you exercise, you just feel good. You create dopamine, serotonin, endorphins, You know these neurochemicals that are really good for for your mind and good for your mood also as well. So on a scale of zero to 10, how much are you, not just exercising, moving throughout the day? They say sitting is a new smoking and a lot of us find ourselves, and my, me included, behind screens most of the day when I'm writing and doing interviews and everything. But taking a five-minute brain break every 30 to 60 minutes is just so important to move, to hydrate, to get some air, fresh air, some maybe some sunlight, you know, nature. And um, the brain isn't meant to go, you know, fast all the time. It needs these little pit stops to rejuvenate and recover. So movement is very important, zero to 10, right? Number four are brain nutrients. And this is something we added for the first time in Limitless Expanded. I give you a few dozen nutrients and supplements, specific nootropics to help with your focus, your memory, your mood, your mental energy. And I always prefer people get it from food, but Sometimes we don't get, you know, we live very fast lifestyles and sometimes you can't do that. Um, so everything from creatine, which is a, a lot of people associate to working out, but it's actually great for, for cognitive energy, um, to curcumin. Like I mentioned, turmeric, you're not getting it from there. The active ingredient is curcumin, that lowers inflammation, you can supplement with, with that. But there's so many different supplements, lion's mane, mushroom, uh, potentially could help with uh, brain-derived neurotrophic factors. Uh, ginkgo with with blood flow and so on. So it's a lot, lot of so as scale zero to ten, and again your omega threes, your DHAs, which are so important for your brain. If you're not getting from food like fish or flax seeds or some alternative, then then you might need to supplement, right? Because you can learn all the software that I teach: speed reading, memory enhancement, focus. Those are the so that's software, but you have to take care of the hardware, which is your brain, right? Number five. To be mentally stronger and have a limitless brain is your peer group. Who we spend time with is who we become. We've heard this for ages. You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. We hear this. I'll give you this uh, one contributing factor from science that the reason why is because we have mirror neurons, right? Neurons are brain cells. Mirror neurons are your imitation neurons. And it, it's where you allow you feel empathy. You could you see something on television, you feel like you're going through it also, right? But we also model and imitate the people around us unconsciously. And I always tell people, watch. These, these are five things that we imitate. The W stands for words. We tend to use the same language as the people around us, right? And, and language definitely has an effect. If you say, oh man, I got to work out today. I got to pick up the kids. I got to meditate, whatever. You're just saying, got to get I get to work out today. I get to meditate. I, it just feels different, right? So we pick up the words of the people around us. The A are our actions. We model the behaviors of the people around us. Like whether you smoke has less to do with your biological networks or your, or your neurological networks and more with your social networks. If your friends smoke, you're more likely to smoke, right? 
Um, the T and watch are your thoughts. We tend to have the same ongoing thoughts and ruminations as the people around us also. You know, and we just talked about how thoughts are things. The C is our character. We tend to imitate the and have the same like integrity as the people around us also as well. And then the H are our habits. We tend to have the same habits. If, if your friends work out, you're probably going to work out, right? If they don't, because we, we have these same habits. And remember, first you create your habits, then your habits create you, right? Okay, so that's a positive peer group. And so, and then this is also understanding our family and friends could have, you know, good intentions for us, but sometimes, you know, they're energy vampires or they try to steal your dreams or they say, why are you always listen to those podcasts, reading those books or going to those events, right? You have to, we could, we could, we could choose our peer group. We could love our family and friends, but we, we could choose the people that have influence on how we think about ourselves and how we feel about ourselves and what we do in the world. Number six, I'll go through us really fast, clean environments. On a scale of zero to 10, your brain loves a clean environment because it doesn't have to keep track of the mess, like where everything is, right? It uses up a lot of energy and a lot of RAM. Also, when you clean, have you noticed like a, everything goes in the right place on your computer? You have clarity of thought. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's like that. So on a scale of zero to 10, how clean is your environment, including how clean is the air? You know, you might need to have air purifiers or there's off gassing from furniture, you know, things that are neurotoxic. So zero to 10, how clean is the environment? And because everybody wants to know what the one thing is that's going to, you know, the one pill, but there's not, there's a process. Number seven is a big one, sleep. When you don't get a good night's sleep, Amy, how's your brain the next day? Yeah, not so good. (laughs) Yeah. You're forgetful, right? You get easily distracted. You're mentally exhausted, right? How's your ability to solve problems and, and, and handle difficult things? It's hard to be mentally strong if we're exhausted. And so I would say optimize your sleep. Zero to 10, how's your sleep been the past seven days? Some of my favorite sleep tips, and we have our own podcast, and we've done 20 episodes on sleep. That's how important it is. We have a whole section dedicated to optimize your sleep and limitless, how to go to sleep quicker and stay asleep and not, not wake up. But some of my favorite things, get direct sunlight first thing in the morning to reset your circadian rhythm. Uh, that's so important, not through the window because it can keep certain spectrums of light out. But if you get outside, even if it's hazy or foggy, you'll get the benefit from it. Number two, watch your caffeine. You know, some people could have espresso right before they go to bed. I'm jealous because I'm not one of those people. But if, you know, usually around 12 o'clock to 2 o'clock noon, like noon to 2, 2 p.m. is usually the, the stopping point for me because the, the caffeine can stay in your system 8 to 10 hours, right, and affect your sleep. Number three, everybody has an alarm to wake up. I would suggest an alarm to go to bed. Your brain loves a schedule, even on the weekends, and so to the point where, and you don't have to be so rigid at it, but just get the the principle, because behind every principle is a promise. It loves a routine. So going to bed at the same time and waking up at the same time is very important. And then the last two, think about it. As hunter and gatherers, we would know it would be time to go to sleep when the environment would change in two ways. It would get darker and it would get colder. And But in modern conveniences with a thermostat and you know, lights, we don't, it doesn't have to get darker or colder. So we sleep better in a colder, cooler, not where it's like you're shivering and you're distracted, right? But um, in a cooler, darker environment. And that could be uh, very, very helpful. So that's sleep. The last three, eight, brain protection. I have had three head injuries as a child. Your brain's very resilient, but it's very fragile. So wear a helmet. 
you know, uh, be careful of extreme sports, you know, all those things, zero, zero to 10, protect your brain. Number nine is a big one, new learnings. And everybody listening to this right now should get a 10 because you're learning right now. Your brain, your mental muscles, if you want to be mentally stronger, it's just like your physical muscles. You could build, how do you build your physical muscles? You give it novelty and you give it nutrition. You give it some kind of workout and you, you feed it, right? You nourish it. Same thing with your mental muscles. And so novelty, uh, learning new things. There's a study done with nuns. It was a longevity study that were living 80, 90 and above. They wanted to find out the key and they found out half of it was their, their faith and their gratitude, but the other half, they were lifelong learners. They were reading all the time, they were deep conversations, debates, and because of it, it added years to their life and life to their years. They called the study it was on the cover of Time Magazine, Aging with Grace. So on a scale of zero to 10, how much are you learning every single day? And I would say the best brain training you could have is reading. Reading is to your mind what exercise is to your body. Somebody has decades of experience and they put it into a book and you can sit down and read that book in a few days. You could download decades in the days. It's such a big advantage, right? If people have seen pictures of me with Elon or Oprah or whoever, people always want to say, you know, how'd you connect? How'd you bond? And we bonded over books, right? Because you read to succeed. You know, Warren, there's a reason why Warren Buffett reads 500 pages a day, because you know the knowledge is is profit. And then finally, the number ten is stress management. Manage your stress, please, because this is the invisible thing that we don't see, but we definitely feel. But sometimes you're a fish in water; the fish doesn't see the water because they're so used to it. And I feel like we're just so used to everything on the news and everything hitting us and all this kind of. Uh, undue stress and chronic stress has been shown to shrink the brain. Um, so, how uh, zero to ten? How are you coping with stress? Right. And so, the ten being the best. You know, are you meditating? Are you getting some body work done? You're getting out in nature, but you have to be able to diffuse that stress because it puts you in fight or flight, which is your survival brain, and it holds you hostage from like your executive functioning, your ability to solve problems, your creativity, your imagination. And so these are these are the ten things. I don't think anyone would debate any of these ten things, but they're common sense, but they're not often common practice. You could do all this stuff and not get a good night's sleep and not get the results you're hoping for. You could do all this and have an energy vampire in your life that's stealing all your vitality and your dreams and motivation. You're not gonna do it. You could be all do all this and not and be super stressed. It's gonna cancel out all the other benefits. You could eat all this and eat big processed meal, be in a food coma, you're not gonna you're not gonna do the things you're meant to do. Again, you make this so doable and you just demonstrate it right there off the top of your head. You gave us a list of 10 things and you're able to do it because you're able to retain information and share it with people, which is why your books are so popular, I have no doubt, because you give us advice that any of us can do and we can start implementing right away. I know you want to talk about the brain types and we didn't get there, but maybe you can uh, tell us a little bit about it and we can put the quiz on the on our show notes so people can take a look at that. So one of the new things in the new book, besides the nootropics and how to use AI to improve your HI, your human intelligence and learning agility and all the things you could really do in post-pandemic world, um, we created a cognitive quiz that really, it's kind of like, which Game of Thrones character are you? It takes only four minutes. It's free. There's nothing, you don't buy anything. And you get like this personalized medicine for based on your genetics and personalized nutrition based on your microbiome kind of test. This is a test that will give you personalized learning. And once you understand what I call your brain animal, there's four brain animals. And the one that you identify with, we give you protocols to how to read faster based on your animal. 
or how to remember names based on your animal or how to hire and train your team based on your animal or how do you sell based on your animal because it's not how smart you are it's how are you smart and so this is a quiz that you could go through and you'll get a detailed report and some nice original art you know based on your animal and you could share it with your your family your team your friends and so you can take the quiz at mybrainanimal.com. You can also take it in the new book, Limitless Expanded, mybrainanimal.com. I'm curious, like message me like after you take the, the quiz because it'll inform everything after that. And the animals are just code, C-O-D-E. The C is the cheetah, which are your fast actors. They implement everything, strong intuition. The O is your owls. And these are, they love logic and data and facts and figures. The D are dolphins, which are your creative visionaries. Uh, they, they, they can solve problems, they have great pattern recognition. And the E are your elephants, and they are highly empathetic. And they're really good at holding teams together and collaboration and creation. And so once you know your brain animal, it can inform your learning, your leading, your listening, and, and so much more. I feel like it's such an advantage. And so people could get that again at mybrainanimal.com and and uh, and what I would challenge everyone to do, Amy, if it's okay, is like take a screenshot of your animal after you get it and just post it and tag Amy, tag myself, because um, we want to know, you know, which animal are you? And I'll repost and some of some of the ones that come up, and I'll actually gift a, a few copies of Limitless Expanded uh, to your community as a thank you for having me on your show. And other people get the book at limitlessbook.com. And when you do, you'll get a bonus uh, brain training, which includes a speed reading and memory uh, training. And, uh, and we donate 100% of the proceeds of the book to charity to build schools for children and for Alzheimer's research for, for women in memory of my grandmother. All of that is so nice. I do hope our audience will go take the quiz. I'm going to take it too, because I want to know what I am and if we can reshare and post it. And we'll... Give everybody links to where they can find more information about you. Um, but I just want to say thank you so much for being here. And that's amazing to learn that you donate the money from your books. Yeah, I, I believe you learn to earn to eventually return. You know, I think that everything in nature grows and it gives, right? And so it, it's just a kind of a natural law that, that our team subscribes to. But, you know, growing up labeled the broken brain, like we want to build better, brighter brains. No, no brain left behind. So uh, I want to I want to thank you uh, for having me on the show, and and I just want to say to everybody who's who's listening or watching that I I truly believe there's a version of yourself that's patiently waiting, and the goal is we show up every single day until we're introduced and we get to meet them. So. Jim Quick, thank you so much for being on Mentally Stronger. You've given us a masterclass on those little things we can do every day, but also your words are so inspiring to motivate us to know that we're stronger than we think. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. Welcome to The Therapist Take. I think we just got a masterclass from Jim on tons of strategies that can improve our brains. But here are three of my favorite ones that he shared that are simple and quick you can start today. Number one, don't rely on technology too much. Jim gave some important tips about technology and how to make sure you don't rely on it all the time. That starts by deciding that the minute you wake up, you aren't going to reach for your phone. Give yourself 30 minutes to get up and start your day without staring at your technological devices. I know that's a tough habit to break, but try it as an experiment. 
and you might discover that you feel better when your phone isn't the first thing you reach for. Also, don't rely on technology to do everything for you, like keep track of your phone numbers or other people's birthdays or directions. Try to do some of those things on your own just to give your brain some exercise. Jim says we can sharpen our brains just by using them more often. Number two, keep your environment clean. As a therapist, I know there's tons of research about how clutter distracts us. Having more objects on your desk distracts you from your work. Or having clutter around the house makes your brain feel cluttered. So create an organized desk and an office and a clean home so that you have more brain power to think about other things. And number three, read books. Sometimes we assume reading couldn't possibly make a big difference to our brain. It almost seems too simple to be effective. Or we tell ourselves we don't have time to read. But there's tons of research that backs up what Jim said about how reading improves your brain. There's even research that shows reading for just six minutes a day can reduce your stress by 68%. And Jim said stress management is a key to brain health. And while I know ebooks and audiobooks are sometimes the most convenient way to consume a book, there's really nothing like sitting down with a physical book to read. Keep your latest book somewhere where you'll see it or carry it with you when you're waiting for appointments so that you can read instead of staring at your phone. Read a few pages before you go to sleep too, instead of bringing your phone to bed. You might find that those little changes make a big difference. So while I recommend all of the strategies that Jim shared, those are three that you might start right away. Give yourself breaks from technology, keep your environment clean, and read more books. To hear more of Jim's strategies, I highly recommend the expanded edition of his book, Limitless. Thank you for hanging out with me today and for listening to Mentally Stronger. If you know somebody who could benefit from learning how to improve their brain power, share this show with them. Simply sharing a link could help someone feel better and grow stronger. And as always, a big thank you to my show's producer, who can remember things like a Wi-Fi password we haven't accessed in over a year, Nick Valentine. <laughs>